guys. Welcome to BHL's Next. I'm Michelle Madison. Megan's out today, but we're going to still have a lot of fun because we have a special guest. I'm going to hold it off just to give you guys a little teaser. So on this week's Next, we're going to cover all the hotness, of course, for Up Next, for Fresh Beats. The game has a new song, new in casting. Bow Wow has a new job. And for Next or Nah, um, you pet lovers, I think I have something special for you that you guys would so much appreciate. So before we get to that, make sure you um, holler at us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you like to socialize using the hashtag BHLnext. And also you could hit me up on Twitter at M-I-C-H underscore Madison TV. But I am mostly on Instagram at Michelle underscore Madison TV. So let's get into it. So for Fresh Beats, the game featuring the, excuse me, the game featuring Jeremiah in all, okay. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to BHL Next. I'm Michelle Madison. Megan is out for today, but we're still gonna keep the party going. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag, hashtag BHL Next. And also you could catch me on Twitter at Mich, M-I-C-H underscore Madison TV, but mostly on Instagram at Michelle underscore Madison TV. So we're gonna bring you the best of everything that's upcoming next on today's show. Our guest for today is the beautiful the beautiful talented Ashley Love excuse me Mills and also we're going to bring you some um all the fresh beats next in casting and next in not nah. so as far as next in beats the game and Jeremiah has a new song called All Eyes and um it's not too different than what we see with other music videos but um watch and tell us what you think <laughs> You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live next. Yes, we had to use the formation for Miss Ashley Love Mills. If she could stand up, she would give you guys a whole show because she was all ready for the choreography, right? See, she's all into it. Sorry. I got all right. Oh, we're going to have to go into that. i got to see what your favorite hot sauce is because she is I'm from... I'm so hyped. <laughs> nothing wrong with being hyped. She's a Southern girl, so i got to find out what your favorite hot sauce is. So for today's show, we're going to be talking about Fresh Beats with the game. Next in casting, Bawa has a new job. And next in not all you pet lovers, there's a new app that I think you guys will really appreciate. So in Fresh Beats, the game has his new song, All Eyes, featuring Jeremiah. And the song is uh, pretty salacious, um, especially towards the end. But we're going to play a clip now and let you be the judge. Make sure um, you um, join the conversation on um, Twitter and Instagram and also Facebook using the hashtag BHLNext. Let's look at the video and you tell me what you think. Yeah. Working all week, let me work you out for the week. 
get to it. Let me lick you in places you never been licked before. Take you to places you never been before, like London, Paris. See that Lamborghini outside? We can share J and B without the marriage. Horse and carriage, Senorita. Snapchat dog filters live from a visa. Breakfast on the beach, that means sex is on the beach. You looking like a fruit platter? I'ma bite into your peach and um. I think about the massage. Wow. Um. You know. I was feeling it. I am feeling it. It's. Um, I'm gonna join you a little bit on my conversation, Ashley. Um, it's, hmm. It seems romantic. You haven't seen the end though, because we're only playing three minutes of the video clip. So, um, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen this new video. Um, it's all nice and sexy. You know, she is. You know, he's doing all these great things, and they're all doing all these things together, like working out, going out to eat. You know. And then she surprises him, surprises him at the end, you know, blindfolds him, sits him down, opens a door, and then walks in another girl. And mm-hmm. that's when I was like, oh, okay, well, to each its own, but I don't share. Three things I don't share. My toothbrush, underwear, and a man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think Ashley just answered my question. Mm-hmm. You're not. Totally. No. Okay. Yeah. You so got it. Moving on. So next in casting, Bow Wow has a new gig. You know him. He was on 106 in Park. He was also on CSI, um, the, the digital um, series to that. And now he's joined Christina Aguilera's new project called Tracks. Now, if you're a fan of Lip Sync Battle, which I totally am, this is a spinoff of that show. So Spike's really riding this um, train. Um, uh, kind of like the karaoke thing going on. So with tracks, what it's going to be, it's going to be um, two groups or two opponents. They only listen to, say, a beat, a track, or just a lyric to a song, and they have to guess what it is. So it's kind of like uh, charades meets karaoke of a sorts. Um, and Christina Aguilar is the executive producer, so you won't see her in every episode. She's going to make some cameos. Um, the show airs September 1st. It doesn't have a um, regular occurring um, date as of yet, um, but they're going to be showing two shows back-to-back, and we'll be riding on the heels of Lip Sync Battle on September 1st. So I'm actually excited to see this show, and um, uh, I'm kind of in, an, I'm in a weird place with Bow Wow right now, so... I won't even go into that. Is something you think you'd be watching? Yeah, I might check it out. He was all in formation, so I could see you. Yeah, I, shoot, if formation gets played, I'm totally winning. Yes. Totally winning. We need to get her on one of those shows. And coming up in Next or Nah, you pet lovers. Okay, so people with kids, they know how it is when the kids are young. You want to, you know, see what's going on. You got cameras in the house, spying on the nanny, all that stuff. So what if you could do it for your pet? Well, some smart people thought of the idea, and it's called Pet Chats. So all you need is Wi-Fi um, and basically a plug somewhere and download the app on your phone. So it's the system that you put in the house, and um, you can monitor your pet and video chat chat with them. And also your pet can video chat with you. Like it, pres- it presses a button that says paw. And if you want to give them a treat, you click a button, and it'll give them a treat virtually like you know it you press the button but the treat gets let let out in the like little thing that's on the wall super cute but i'm just kind of like gosh guys these pets are getting treated very well i feel like i maybe i need to be a rich person's dog in a next life or something because i would probably do my pet like that you are you oh, you're yes. one of those people i didn't yes, I no am. offense what kind yes. of dog you, or have, what kind of pet do you have 
His name is Jojo, and he is a Shih Tzu, and he is my baby. He oh. is my son. The Shih Tzus are the small, really small, yeah, yeah. small he's ones. He's like maybe like ten pounds. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. Uh, he's full of fire. He's always lit, and that's exactly how his mommy would do him. Oh, so you're gonna get the pet chats? <laughs> it's a possibility. Okay. But he's gonna want a real treat, not a virtual one. No, it's it it's virtually you press the button. Oh, and then and it, goes... it lets the treat out. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna yeah, we're all for it. Yeah. He's gonna love that. Yeah, I think we have a little video. So if you guys wanna actually see how it works, let's see if we could get that up um and show the viewers. There we go. Oh nice. Super cute, huh? Yes, it so, is. So, you guys tell me, is this the next thing or nah? Make sure to check us out on uh, hashtag using BHL next and tell us what you think of Pet Chats. I think we already know what Ashley thinks of it. And I would say I'm going to give it a two thumbs up too because it's super <laughs> sweet. And speaking about super sweet, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome to BHL Next. We have Ashley Love Mills. Woohoo! Yay! She's going to, be, well, she plays Valerie in Tyler Perry's new um, series that's the first written, that he wrote and directed, but it's the first, first original series by TLC, yeah. and it's called Too Close to Home. She plays Valerie. Mm-hmm. I had the honor of um, seeing the first episode the other day and meeting you. I thought... We were just gonna meet today, but we ended up running into each yeah. other. So it was, and you looked awesome. Oh, thank you. Oh my thank gosh, so that much. romper was everything, <laughs> and you. it was white. Yes, I didn't want to come near white. you. It was like, I love oh, white. yeah. So um, we're gonna be getting into this discussion, um, talking about her new project. But before we get there, this show is about you know the process of being the next um, big thing, and I'm sure. Um, Ashley, like the rest of us, she had her um, starting points, her roots. And so we're going to get into that first. And then we're going to talk about all the other great things that's come out of her um, career since. Okay. All right. So you're originally from Orlando. Yeah. And you grew up in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's talk about that because I'm from Florida. And um, what I know about Orlando from my times there, it may be a little different from North Carolina. Because I feel like North Carolina is where you're going to get, like, it's, like, where you go when you want, like, some really good food. Yeah. And Orlando is, like, Disney World. Yeah, that's, (laughs) (laughs) that probably, yeah, that pretty much describes it. Yeah, grew up in Orlando. I lived in Orlando until I was, like, 15. So, literally, every single year, my dad would buy me year-round passes. So, I'd be at Disney World, Universal Studios, Busch Gardens. I mean, I did it all. Mm -hmm. I've ridden ridden every ride, like, at least a thousand times. Wow. Yeah, so I moved to North Carolina when I was 15, lived there um, through college. I went to NC State University. Uh, after college, started poking around in the industry, and then I ended up finding my way into pageantry, and I won Miss North Carolina USA. And then after uh, giving up my crown is when I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, which is where I reside now. So 
when you competed in the pageant, that was your first time? That wasn't my first time competing in a pageant. Um, I did Miss North Carolina Teen USA when I was 17, and mm -hmm. I didn't win that year, but I knew that one day I wanted to come back and win Miss North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So I took time off, and then I came back after college. And yeah, and then eventually I won. Um, pageantry wasn't something that I always wanted to do ever since I was a kid. Acting was, and it was mm -hmm. something I just kind of fell into. And somebody actually had sent my picture in when I was in high school to the organization that runs the pageant and just suggested that I do it. So they sent me a letter asking for me to enter and I actually threw the letter away. Wow. <laughs> and a couple of weeks later, my dad was in town visiting and we saw the Miss Teen USA pageant on television mm -hmm. and I was watching the girls and they just looked like they were having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'll try that. That I could do that. My dad literally wrote, said back to me, he was like, you can? I was oh. like, yeah, daddy. So he was challenging you. You were like, <laughs> just bit. because of that, yeah. I'm going to dad. Yeah, a little bit. So I ended up getting uh, my pastor at my church to help me raise all the money. And then I competed that year. Mm -hmm. And it was like 96 girls competing in just the teen division. And I placed in the top 10 six overall. So I thought, well, okay, well, maybe I'll come back and do it. And then, yeah, I came back and then I won Miss North Carolina. USA in 2012. Wow, that's an awesome story in itself. Yeah. Because we have a couple things in common, and that's one thing I did in college was I did a pageant, and it was because it was I was told that I couldn't, so I did it. Right. So Don't my you love little, it when people tell you the stuff you can't do? I know, and then you just do it just to be spiteful. But my little thing about pageant people, but you're like one of the cute, cool ones, I should say. I, was, <laughs> I feel like pageant girls are like, that's some next level stuff. Like, I feel like, but... Maybe because you didn't grow up in it, like, yeah. you know, a little baby into... That's why I asked. I was like, yeah. oh, you know, that's still a great accomplishment in a short amount of time. But those yeah. girls are... Um, yeah, it's kind of a dog-eat-dog yeah. dog world out there. There are a lot of girls that have been raising it. And this, they say this has been their dream since they were a little girl. Mm -hmm. um, and especially competing in North Carolina. North Carolina, is, it's a southern state. They say it's a red state, if you will. Mm -hmm. So so competing in that state, yeah, was going to be a little bit more challenging. And people said that I would never win. And it was impossible. Not only just because it's a very tough state to compete in. I think it's like fourth on the list of the most competitive states to compete in across the board mm -hmm. out of the country. I think California is one just because it's a big state. New mm -hmm. York, Texas, and then North Carolina. And then also because I am African-American, you know, there's two different things I'm facing. And so I was just like, okay, that's fine. You can tell me that I'm not going to win. And even my parents were not very supportive of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I came out on top and then eventually I but won. But you showed them all <laughs> because you also made history. Yeah, yeah. I was the fifth African-American to win the pageant uh, since the inception in 1952. Wow. So, yeah, that was a really, really big accomplishment. And The I, fifth? And this, this was 2013. This was, two th yeah. I won in November so 2012. five people. Yeah, five people. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, and there are a lot of African-American women that had tried, came close. Several women I knew um, that, you know, got first runner-up. So they were very close. But, mm -hmm. yeah, um, I came on I, and I won. And, uh, yeah, it was a, it was definitely a moment I'll never forget. I remember still to this day standing on the stage and doing the ugly cry. It was Aww. terrible. <laughs> the ugly good cry. Girl, you work. I, yeah. I love hearing stories like that. Yeah, but it was humbling. So that's why I cried. You know, God had granted me my, my prayer and answered my prayer. So, yeah. Now, okay, come, doing a little pageant, I shouldn't say little, coming from um, a pageant background and also now in the media and as an African-American mm -hmm. woman, woman, do you feel a sense of responsibility within um, our community especially because you are, you're out there and people are watching everything that you do and say? Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, and that's just comes with being in the industry. People are always going to be watching you. Yeah, but because I am a, a woman of color, 
um, I am sort of setting, I'm an example and I'm an inspiration to other women. And I remember when I won Miss North Carolina, I had so many African-American women and not just them, but, you know, Hispanic girls, um, Asian women, because mm-hmm. pageantry uh, is an industry that is dominated by, you know, white women. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, so many different obstacles that you have to face because you are a woman of color. And so you have to, you know, be able to to win that pageant just open up a door for other girls to see that you know I can do this too and not only just pageantry but with anything and you know that you're going after yeah mm-hmm. you can totally come out on top regardless of what you look like now you're probably gonna have to work a little bit harder <laughs> yeah but um yeah yeah I and I, I get where why people look at me the way that they do and I'm glad to be somebody who can inspire others to reach for their dreams now, speaking about inspiring and reaching for dreams, so you made history in 2013, and we currently have another woman that's making history in the political realm, Miss Hillary Clinton. Yes. So as a woman who's made history, mm-hmm. what advice would you give Hillary Clinton, who's making history? Oh, my gosh. What advice would I give Hillary? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really tough question, because Hillary is literally... <laughs> Hillary's, like, done it all. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I would just say... Stay true to yourself. Be very, very transparent. Um, and, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I would, yeah. Just really staying true to yourself because people are always going to say that because uh, you're a woman. You, you can't do something that a man can do. And really, mm-hmm. I think that she's more than qualified to uh, do the job of, um, you know, running this country. Um, staying true, being honest. And I think I'm going to leave it at that because okay. I feel like I'm just going to go. Well, there's yeah. so many different things that we could talk about with I, politics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we could say that she definitely is qualified. Yeah. I, mean, I, think I don't she's think more anyone could, yeah. could, t- could argue with that. Right. Um, and so you competed in the pageant world, which is very competitive. And now you're in Hollywood. Yeah. Another competitive. You just love hard, don't you? Yeah. I just, yeah, just I like, like to make it, it like hard. The harder yeah. the better. So, how has, um, I guess, some of your experiences in those, um, those learning curves, how have you translated into this career path? You know, I tell people, like, I really do think that being in the pageant world has definitely helped me to get, you know, thick skin mm. because that's uh, an industry where you, there's a lot of rejection. And I think the biggest difference between that and Hollywood is it really doesn't matter, you know, what you look like aesthetically um, in Hollywood. You know, it's really just about, you know, some level of talent that you do have. You just may not be right for the part because you look similar to mm-hmm. maybe the lead actor or whatever. And pageantry, unfortunately, they, you know, it's a beauty pageant. So the first thing that people mm-hmm. notice is your beauty. Beauty subjective. Right, right. Yeah. And so with that being said, yeah, I think it just really prepared me for rejection. So with, you know, being in Hollywood and going on auditions, I think I've done probably 150 or more auditions wow. just this year alone. You get wow. used to the rejection very easily. Yeah. I don't ever take it personal. You know, even if I, you know, send in a really good audition, you just never know what the casting director is looking for. It may not even be that your performance wasn't good. It could simply be that you look too much like somebody else or you're mm-hmm. too tall or you're too short. It's just maybe not a good fit. So you just can't ever take things personally. And I don't. Good. See? Lessons of wisdom. Don't yeah. take it personal, guys. This is Hollywood. So Orlando, North Carolina... Atlanta, mm-hmm. <laughs> Black Hollywood. Yeah. So it's I'm. It, this may be obvious as to why you moved, but I want to know why the move to Atlanta. So, and to be quite honest, I moved to Atlanta literally like a couple of days after I gave up my crown um, as Miss North Carolina. Two reasons: I knew that there were no opportunities for me in Hollywood in North Carolina, but I wasn't ready to go to LA or New York. Mm-hmm. Second, 
all of the money that I had made prior to winning Miss North Carolina and everything in my savings, I had spent it all in investing my time and my efforts in trying to become Miss USA. Mm -hmm. Didn't win Miss USA, so I was broke. You invested in yourself. Yes, in myself, you basically. You invested in yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's the thing, too, with pageantry. People think that you make a lot of money from that. It's this glamorous life. And mm -hmm. really, you're working pro bono for an entire year. You're doing charity work. You're, at, you know, doing public appearances and speaking, you know, to all kinds of audiences. And I was traveling all over the country promoting my anti-bullying campaign at the time. And I put, like, 100,000 miles on my car. And really, nobody was helping me do any mm -hmm. of that. So I needed to go back home and get refocused and uh, try to figure out how I was going to make a living. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I moved in with my mama. <laughs> hey, if you I could move in do, right? <laughs> with a parent right now, I so would do it. And yeah. I, no shame. Yeah. The economy's bad. No yeah. shame. And that's, yeah, and that's the biggest thing. You can't, you can't have any shame with that. And at first I think I was because I never really told anybody, you know, what I was going through. And then mm -hmm. even my parents didn't even really understand what my financial situation was at the time. Um, but I always just, again, I had this vision and this dream of what I wanted to do and being an actress and, and slowly but surely, once I moved to Atlanta, I started networking and, and mm -hmm. finding, you know, acting classes to get into. And that's actually how I found my agent. Uh, my first day of class, I performed, and one of my um, classmates was like, you're so good. Let me introduce you to my agent. That's <laughs> so awesome. he Agents are hard to find. I yeah. just want to let you guys know that. Yeah. So that was a blessing. Yeah, that truly was People a blessing. People don't usually do that. Yeah, yeah. He um, was like, let me introduce you to my agent. So he invited me to a party that the agency was throwing, and that's how I got connected with them, and they almost offered me a contract pretty much on the spot. What? And um, things started rolling from there, and then, yeah, um, it's been going ever since. Yeah. So, guys, she's she's had an exceptional path. I have to say that. <laughs> things have really been you, – you've been having some favor. Yeah, yeah. And I love yeah. that. It's, it's yeah. aspirational because everyone's story is different, so, you know. Yeah, I definitely – I think I've had some favor um, from God, but I also, you know, I, I have worked hard. And Faith yes. Without Works is dead, for one. Mm -hmm. Also, um, say that very, one more time. Faith Without Works is dead. Mm -hmm. You can want something all you all you want, but if you're not doing your part and trying to get it, uh, it's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, also, I'm very prayerful. So every single day, and I, and I really do believe in speaking things into existence. And mm -hmm. so I believe that when you put something out into the universe, and the more that you do that, it's always going to come back to you. And so that's what I've always done. So always done. I'm going to skip ahead because you said something very important. Mm -hmm. So speaking things into existence. Yeah. And you're currently on Tyler Perry's current project, Too mm -hmm. Close to Home. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how that happened. <laughs> So I've always wanted to work with Tyler. Um, and it's funny, we've been talking about pageantry because when I was at Miss USA three years ago, Jeannie Mai, she's a great radio um, and TV Love personality. Her. Yeah, she's awesome. She interviewed me and she was asking me who was somebody that I, I looked up to and that I wanted to meet and work with in the industry one day. And I said Tyler. And it wasn't just because of his work, but also his story, which was always very inspiring mm -hmm. to me just because he is also somebody who, in a sense, came from nothing. And he you know started writing his plays and struggled with getting people to come see his plays and then now here we are you know 16 years later mm -hmm. boom he's got an empire you know yeah. he's got Tyler Perry Studios and so yeah I always wanted to work with him and I told her then that I wanted to do that and she actually announced it announced it when I was competing live on NBC for <gasps> Miss USA so like the world knew it and so, mm -hmm. so it's like she even put it out there for me so yeah literally three years to the day I was shooting um, at Tyler Perry Studios on June 16 2016 and with that whole process, I was kind of to the point where I was sort of ready to not maybe give up, but take a break from acting. Mm -hmm. And I told my coach um, maybe a week or so before that I was going to take a break. My dad had been sick battling cancer and I was modeling, mm -hmm. too. So I just figured maybe that's just not where I needed to focus right now. You don't mm -hmm. want to put your energy on something that's not going to give you anything back. 
and I was just being practical well, financially and that and too that's yeah. the struggle with this business yeah you got to spend money to make money mm-hmm. and that's something about this industry a lot of people don't realize you're investing so much in yourself all the time acting classes taping auditions and paying for someone to help you mm-hmm. to ultimately um you know get stuff sent into casting directors and my agent was like no I think you need to you know stick with it a little bit longer everything for you is going to be about timing it's not because you don't have talent you mm-hmm. know you wouldn't be with us with us if you know you didn't have any talent and then like a week later, I got the email and the call about coming into the studio to read for Valerie. And I almost didn't because I was sick that day. Mm. So I um, I ended up taping the audition with my coach and I really wasn't satisfied with it. But they sent it in anyway. And a couple of days later, I got a call from a friend saying that I was on final callback uh, for the role of Valerie. Mm. A couple of days later, went to the callback, looked around. Nobody else was auditioning or reading for Valerie. It was just me there. And I was like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Why is there no other girls reading? Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, two days later, I booked the show. What? Yeah. <laughs> See, even when you're sick, that's how committed you have to be in this yeah, business. Yeah. There are no sick days. Yeah, you know, yeah. Even when you're not you're feeling well, even when you don't feel like you got to get up and go to work. That's what you got to do. Yes, you got to go and do it. Now, let's talk about Valerie's character. <laughs> yes. I feel like she's like a, she's a goody two-shoe. A is that bit. is that but this I know was you've only seen the this first was episode, only so yeah I saw the that. first I'm sorry guys I got to see she it. got to see a little preview yeah. so but you tell us about Valerie yeah she's uh, she's a pistol she's got a lot to say she's very transparent and honest but mm-hmm. at the same time in in regards to the show it's it literally is too close to home so everything just always hits too close and she's very loyal um, to her best friend Anna and they both work in the White House and mm-hmm. when she finds out that uh, Anna you know does something really bad and is a part of the scandal she's hurt by it but also she's like devastated because this is her job on the line too Mm -hmm. and you know Anna she finds out that Anna has lied to her about everything not only did she you know not not only is she a part of the scandal but she also lied about where she came from she led Valerie to Mm -hmm. believe that you know she comes from this really well-to-do family in the Hamptons and has all this money and here you have Valerie who is this really hard-working African-American woman Mm -hmm. who's had to put in so much time to get to where she is working in the White House double yeah and then you've got Anna over here super pretty you know Mm -hmm. blonde girl Mm -hmm. who didn't have to do much Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a sense um so, yeah, yeah, there's so many different reasons for why she kind of does the things that she does, and I don't want to give too much away about the show. Yeah, we don't want to get you in trouble. But, um, yeah, you'll start to see as the season progresses more and understanding more about why she handles things the way that she does. And she's got a lot of layers to her. There are moments when she's, like, super happy. Mm-hmm. A lot of times she's frustrated, and she, she voices her opinion and lets people know that she's not for um, any of the nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the season, she kind of softens up a little bit. So those are probably some of my some of my more favorite episodes to uh, film is because people get to you know kind of see different sides to her. What's too close to home for Valerie in this show? What's her too close to home connection um, aside from Anna? Aside from Anna, I would say when they go back to I'm trying not to give too much away, but I mean it's it's more than obvious that you have two worlds. You have people that are working in DC, then you have the, everybody from Alabama. I think because she is hardworking. Um, and dedicated and she she wants to do well in life she goes to this place in alabama and she sees that people are struggling she sees this 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 trailer park is her character scared because i was scared for her i mean uh, i'm sorry i wouldn't go she <laughs> I would be like, she doesn't want to go but she's forced to go because something else happened somebody gotcha. goes missing so okay. there's a reason why she goes to alabama she was trying to not go and she basically says 
um, in one of the episodes, she's like, yeah, we need to get away from Anna. We can't, you know, mm-hmm. like, you need to go, like, go away, like, yeah. disappear. And no matter what she does trying to get away from Anna, Anna is right behind her, mm-hmm. dragging her down. And, yeah, so she ends up in Alabama. And I think that's the part that kind of hits close to home with her is, like, people really do live like this. People yeah. are really struggling. People are really, like, living from paycheck to paycheck. You and she doesn't want that. Yeah, but not her. Her life in comparison to yeah, your Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, she, I mean, you know, Anna has lied about all of this and so she always had thought that Anna had all this money and she mm-hmm. and it says she probably felt like she needed to keep up with that too yeah. um, it's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses if you will and so to see that she's like lied about everything I think and there's always two sides of the coin mm-hmm. Valerie, and, I, and I'm exploring my character as I have this conversation with you it very <laughs> that's well what could we be do like, it could very well be a thing of where she's like oh so maybe I am better than you. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not what I th- I thought that I mm-hmm. was in comparison to. Or who just you being are. thankful of where yeah, you are. Yeah, and also and also that too. But knowing Valerie yeah. when she's in the middle of this and handling this, she's like, I don't know about that. No, okay. Because yes. she's uh, Valerie's pretty. Um, she's she's a lot to handle, mm-hmm. which made her very fun to play. I was, but she's fun though. Yeah, she has her. Yeah, she has yeah. her fun fun moments at the, closer to the end of the season. Um, yeah. I'm I'm excited for people to see it because this the show in general is kind of a different dynamic. It's totally different for mm-hmm. Tyler. You know, he definitely has um, all of the, you know the black audience and and the majority of the shows that he does. You know, all you typically have an African American cast, and this yeah, is you different. You really are the only black person. I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> I am the yes. only one. So that is totally different. Yeah, Tyler yeah. Um, but. You know, I was having this conversation with my cast members the other day because they were getting the questions regarding, mm. you know, the race A thing. lot of people were asking yeah, that. Yeah, and it's sometimes, I guess, maybe challenging to answer that if you, especially if, you, if you're if you not African-American. Yeah, I say, let's be real. Yeah, it's I mean, hard for real. a white person to answer that question because yeah, they, they don't, don't get wanna, it. Yeah, they don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, and, and right, they, and that yeah. too. And, and it's funny because me and my cast member, um, uh, Danielle Saver, who I love so much, and she plays my best friend Anna on the show, she's like, so how how do I answer that question? Because I, I just don't know if I can reach the black audience. And I said, mm-hmm. well, you can. It's about your delivery and understanding the message behind the show. And for me, when I, people ask me about the show, I say that it's about ultimately survival. Mm-hmm. You have people in D.C. and you have these people in Alabama and yes, I am African American. They are white, but to be quite honest, we're all going through the same thing mm-hmm. and trying to do the same thing, which is survive. We're trying to be successful. We're trying to get closer to our goals, mm-hmm. and that is what Tyler's message and all of this is about: family. It's about loyalty, because especially right now with where we are at in this country, and there's such a, a racial divide. Mm-hmm. This is the type of show that I think that we need to see on television, because it also again proves and reinforces that it doesn't matter, you know, your ethnic background or your race. We all are really going through the same thing, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't be separated based on just race and ethnicity or, or what our background is, because mm-hmm. we're so, we're very similar. We're living the same lives. If you just open your eyes and pay attention to it, yes, more people open your eyes. Now, this Tyler Perry project is also breaking grounds in other ways. You guys shot eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, and look at the cameras. Eight episodes in eight days. That is completely unheard. Uh, I hear. And I think you guys may be changing the game. I think we are changing the game. Um, And Tyler kind of touched on this at the screening. You know, people have never, you know, been on board with the type of work that he does. So nobody gave him any money. So he Mm -hmm. had to figure out how to do it. So when you're shooting really, really fast, that means you're on a budget. Mm -hmm. Um, Time is money. So, yeah, for us, we did eight episodes in eight days. So that literally is like 
yeah, an episode a day. We were shooting about 55, 60 pages a day, just depending on the schedule, depending on weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one take. A lot of people were saying yeah, one yeah, take. Yeah. They had one yeah. take. So typically how it would work is we would do one take, and Tyler shoots with three to four cameras on set at all times, mm-hmm. which is actually very brilliant. Mm-hmm. Because what he's doing, and because he knows exactly what he wants before we start filming, we don't. he doesn't waste any time. So when he's shooting... Um, and he gets the shot that he needs, he'll call cut immediately, even if that means you're in the middle of a line, and then he'll start to do covers. Gotcha. So he doesn't have, we're not doing this thing where we're setting up and, and starting from the top. We just, we, you don't have the time for it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that I think that the industry is going to start paying attention to because there's a lot of hurry up and wait mm-hmm. when you go to set. Yes. Yeah, I My hats go off to actors for that because for us in the TV and the radio world and digital, things do happen that quickly, yeah. but for film it's no yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's there's so much time and so much money is wasted it, it shouldn't take you know 10 hours to shoot five pages yeah. that just doesn't make sense at all and i think people are really going to start to pay attention to this too because the quality of the show mm-hmm. is extremely good extremely good I, I and for me being a fan of tyler perry and following his work over the years i not just because i'm on the show mm-hmm. <laughs> i definitely think this is going to be uh, one of his best projects to date even from a cinematic perspective and i'm i probably may even sound like a dork but i studied film in school yeah so i, I love this i know that you actually know what you're talking yeah, about yeah yeah i really yeah, you in a sense i do um yeah from a cinematic perspective this is completely different from everything that he's ever done i mean mm-hmm. it's not soapy it doesn't have that soap opera feel if you mm-hmm. will that people keep saying um the lighting and you know before he was always sh- you know shooting um like on a sound stage on a yeah s- so it always somewhere. felt darker yeah but this very one dark felt mm-hmm. made sense yeah it, there's the lighting all the, made yeah sense. the lighting and that goes back to yeah you know cinematography um and because and i think that you'll start to see a lot of changes in everything that he does going forward just because of where he's where we're shooting now mm-hmm. so before he was shooting on like 30 acres of land at tyler perry studios mm-hmm. he just bought fort mcpherson and they were building earlier this year so we are the first show that's ever shot anything on that lot and that lot is 300 acres mm-hmm. and everything was shot on the lot yes everything was shot Even on the, the white lot. house yes. you guys duplicated yeah. it to mm-hmm. the t because mm-hmm. he was saying there are four doors in the white house mm-hmm. like everything yeah. was yeah um, replicated. uh the art department oh my god and wow. the crew everybody has just been so on it and saying yeah and there's a house that we shoot in as well and it took like 10 days maybe not mm-hmm. even 10 days to build that house mm-hmm. um but yeah everything is more spread out it's more open and we actually shot on sets on location so not everything was inside mm-hmm. you know inside the studio on the sound stage so it really does give you this this cinematic feel that is absolutely beautiful yeah it really makes you feel like you're there and that's something that i think the audiences are definitely going to gravitate towards mm-hmm. um, not only just because it's tyler but it, it's something new and mm-hmm. it's a great story too that everybody can relate to. Yeah, I think everyone could relate to wanting to come from a rich background, but you from the struggle. Right. I, <laughs> I can relate God, to the that. Struggle, I, <laughs> struggle. Yeah, struggle bus. But a lot of the, the, the different um, character dynamics, I absolutely love that you guys have Heather Locklear on there. Yeah, she's great. Like, guys... I'm an 80s baby, and I absolutely just, I was like, oh, fanning out. I was like, I'm such a nerd. Like, yeah, I yeah. love her. Yeah, she's good. She How is. was she like to work with? Heather has a presence about her. <laughs> that's a that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. You know, when she enters into the room, you know, she's she's there. Mm-hmm. And um, she was kind of quiet when we first got on set, but she went right to work. And it was just amazing. Watching. Yeah, she's a professional. I mean, she's been doing this for yeah. how many years now? Like mm-hmm. 40? So it's like, um, well, not maybe not 40. 
I love Heather. I'm not, and I, I'm trying to catch her because I'm not she saying. Told, she told she's us not her age. That, right? she, 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 she wasn't She kind of told her herself at she the screen. She was like, I'm, not look, trying to call her I'm playing she a first great. lady, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, she knows exactly what to do and executes every time. So mm-hmm. watching her on set is just insane. Yeah, I really admire her a lot for her work, and I'll, I've always been a fan. And so to hear that you're doing a show <laughs> with Heather Locklear, it's like, <sighs> Must be what? Nice. Yeah, yeah, um, I enjoyed it a lot. She was great, her and Danielle, um, as well as Kelly Sullivan uh, and Brooke Ann Smith. These are the four young ladies that I worked with on the mm-hmm. set um, every single day, and I learned so much from them. They are awesome, the veterans in the game, and made me step up my game as an actress. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I went in, like, a little nervous and uncertain, like, am I going to be able to be on the same level that they were? And they just helped me to rise to the occasion, welcomed me with open arms, and, yeah, we all have great relationships with each other. Wow. So you technically have two projects going on that are coming out because you also have N- NWA All Saints Eve, correct? Oh, Lawa. Yeah, Lawa. Um, that's how you pronounce it? Yeah, Lawa. L- yeah, L-W-A. Is that French or something? Or yes, Creole? it is French. Lawa. <laughs> Lawa. Yeah. I put a little extra. Lawa All Saints Eve. Yeah, that's an indie film that I shot actually last summer mm-hmm. in Nashville. And that movie is basically about where I play a girl. Um, I live in New Orleans. Now and I am a Vaudouisant. So my Say it again. Voodoo. What's that? It's a person who like practices voodoo. Oh, so, and it's called a voodoo practitioner. Voodoo. I so I mean, God, don't make me heard... spell it. Okay, I won't. I'm a bad speller. I'm thinking. But no, I've never heard the terminology. So I'm yeah. like being educated. I'm from Jamaica, so we have uh, okay. you know our stuff in their Santaria. But yeah. I've never heard. Oh, I feel, yeah. I'm not educated now. Mm. <laughs> I just love the way you say it. It just sounds all sexy. Oh, great. Great. I'm going to start saying it more now. Yeah, Vaudouisant. God, I wish I could speak French. It's such a, it's such a sexy language. Yes. Ooh. Mm. Um, but yeah, basically the story is just about um, me. My name, I play Monique on, in that movie, and I own this voodoo shop, and my parents um, unfortunately pass away. And there's not a lot of backstory on that. But um, as a way to make some extra money, mm-hmm. I get my best friend who works for me at the store to f- um, create these voodoo swamp tours that I normally do not go on mm-hmm. as a way to make some extra money. And I don't go on them because I believe in voodoo. I believe in the power of voodoo. I believe that it is real. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to New Orleans before we started filming to get a better an understanding of the religion. Mm-hmm. And it's something that people take very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. It's a religion just like anything else. And it's mm-hmm. founded on the beliefs of Roman Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the Haitian slaves were brought over to Louisiana. And um, on this particular day that I decided to go on these swamp tours, one of my employees calls out sick and things just start to happen. Like a series of unfortunate events, people start disappearing. And by the end of it, I am like becoming like Laura Croft and killing folks what? and slap. Yeah, I killed two people and cut mm-hmm. a guy in half and then I sliced a girl's neck. So this is like horror action? Kind of. That's yeah, it's very sci-fi. It's oh, very sci-fi-ish, it. if you will. Yeah, will there's a watching. lot of uh, special effects and things like that. And um, yeah, it was a fun film. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when the night that I shot a lot of this, the fighting scenes, I was so tired and so sore after it was over because I pretty much do all my own stunts. I was saying, you did movie. your own stunts? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, it's a low-budget low indie film. There's one me. <laughs> a, I love it. There's one me. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I, d- I did them all. Um, but it was a lot of fun working on that set and just the people and the relationships that I built with the people um, from the film. So, yeah, we were, I talked to the director actually about two weeks ago and we we're, we're discussing distribution and things like that. But that was a fun film to work on. And really helped to just open up my eyes and educate me more about the the culture and the religion of voodoo because it's very real, just like any mm-hmm. other religion there is. You know, there's Christianity and all these other things. So it just made me respect um, 
the culture so much more. Yes, I love. I just love New Orleans. So yeah. give me a reason to go, and I'm there. Yeah, get me on Bourbon Street. Oh, so um, you also kind of going back to other projects that you've done. You've you bullying seems to be a yeah. very um, sincere thing to your heart. Um, why? Well, um, and this is something that's probably very hard for people to believe. Um, in high school, I was bullied, mm. and I was bullied really, really badly to the point of where I would be afraid to go to school. I would tell my mom I would I was sick. I'd play sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can I'm, I can I have images in my mind. It's right still now. fresh. Like yeah, yeah. Um, of of the things that was said to me, I can remember certain people what they were wearing mm-hmm. at the time of when they made comments to me. Um, rumors were spread about me. I can remember being in the lunchroom and wow. food was thrown at me. A girl oh. mushed a Twinkie in the back of my head. Um, girls threatened to cut my hair. Um, was this yeah. in Orlando or this North was Carolina? In, this was in North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I can remember girls would wait for me behind um, my locker mm-hmm. and threaten to beat me up. I had boys and um, that would threaten to rape me if I went down certain hallways. Like, it wow. got really, really bad, and I was it was to the point of where I almost uh, transferred schools. Did you ever get any clarity as to why? Not really. Um, from f- from the boys, there was a lot of rumors going on around about me. And it was really because I just didn't want to, you know. Yeah, you didn't you know. want to be like every other I didn't want to be, yeah, I didn't want to be out there like that, like yeah. the, a lot of the other girls were. I'm, I think now that I'm older, I realize it was probably a lot of jealousy. And at the time, mm-hmm. I was very naive to that because all I wanted to do was just fly under the radar, mm-hmm. fit in, but not be seen. Mm-hmm. And I realize now going through all of that that it probably wasn't even really for me because entering into that pageant Miss North Carolina Teen USA at 17 is kind of what saved me because I was at a low point of where my grades were falling and I was a straight A student Mm. my grades were falling I didn't feel like I was worth anything and yes suicide was definitely something that I had considered at the time my parents weren't doing really well so I was getting no attention at home Mm -hmm. I just felt so alone Mm -hmm. and pageantry is kind of in a sense what saved me and um with that being said, I think that this was something that I went through from not for me, but for other people, because when I was Miss North Carolina, I had so many kids come up to me and tell me, thank you so much for telling me your story. Like mm-hmm. you are the reason why I don't want to commit suicide. You're the reason wow. why I, I want to, you know, aspire to be something great one day. You're the reason why I'm going to keep going no matter what. I had mm-hmm. so many kids write me letters and basically tell me that I saved their life. And so even <laughs> Even in the midst of my struggles and being Miss North Carolina and being broke and being tired and, and, and never getting any rest and putting all those miles on my car, like I realized like I was being used to bless other people. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing is when you're on a plat- when you're when you're in the public eye and you have a platform, you really should be using it to bless other people. That's what that's really what it's all about when you have that voice and you can be that voice for other people who can't speak for themselves. Very true. I love that. And thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. a very personal story. Yeah. Um and keep doing that because the kids it's I, kids these days definitely do need that positive role model. Um, yeah, especially bullying. with social media because it's at, yeah. a, it's at a whole new level. And I didn't experience a lot of that, if not really at all, because uh, Facebook came out my uh, senior year, my last semester in high school. So I didn't even have to deal with social media at the time. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine what it is like for kids today who have to deal with, you know, bullying on social media and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't even begin to imagine. Yeah. Um, but we're all going to be here. We're, I think we all have a responsibility. Yeah, we do. Um, we just do. a kind word. It doesn't, you don't have to do a lot, but at least, mm-hmm. you know, say something. Yeah. Um. So you just, you, you ooze like role model to me. <laughs> um, so I wonder, are there any roles that you would not play? Any roles that I would not play? 
Um, hmm. <laughs> I guess. Pro- for example, because Holly Berry, she had Monsters Ball. Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, like- I well, I would probably do a, a, a role, maybe something like that. I don't know about all of the, the sex scenes, mm-hmm. if you, to be quite honest. But the biggest thing for me as an actress is, is for one, you can't ever judge your character. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Number two, figure out what is the point, what is the story, what is the purpose being told behind the story. Mm-hmm. And if I can rock with that, then... That that's the thing that I look at if I if there's a role that I'm questioning I, I need to make sure that there's a purpose behind whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah all right that's a fair answer that's fair yeah I don't want to say there's no role that I wouldn't play yeah because again it's like people have a reason for why they do what they do whether you understand it or not mm-hmm. you know people have different backgrounds and, and maybe where they came from whatever their struggles were in life maybe why the why they do what they do mm-hmm. so yeah I, I'm I'm more so about storytelling and if it's a good story regardless of you know what people are doing then I, I probably would rock with it they're an artist don't judge them yeah. artists that's what we do artists. yes you're an artist um so before we go are there any other upcoming projects that you're working on or anything that we could support you in um well first and foremost too close to home it airs monday august 22nd mm-hmm. 9 p.m for two hours series premiere on tlc also um we may or may not be i'm hearing good things Mm -hmm. so keep supporting the show as it's airing Mm -hmm. because we're hoping to get into season two possibly soon that's i don't have the official word i haven't heard anything from the network but this Mm -hmm. is me speaking it into existence that we will get a season two (laughs) it's happened so yeah um just support that right now and then just kind of keep an eye out for me because there are other things that'll be going on probably before the end of the year Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm finishing up formulating my team i have an awesome team backing me now my agent and then my awesome public Publicist mm-hmm. and uh, hey, publicist. Yeah, and she's in the, she's in here in the room with me. Um, so yeah, there's a lot more to come. Yeah, from me soon. Well, your star has already started shining, and it's only going to get brighter. So definitely, <laughs> we loved having you on VHL next. And where can people find you on social media? My biggest is Instagram. It's just my name uh, at Ashley Love Mills. Same thing for my Facebook, my uh, Snapchat, which I love. Mm. I love to snap. And my Twitter are the same. It's at real underscore Ashley Love. And I'm Michelle Madison. You could find me on Twitter at M-I-C-H underscore Madison TV and Instagram at Michelle underscore Madison TV. Make sure to check us out. BHL Next. Ha- use that hashtag and let us know what subjects or guests you'd like to see on the show. And make sure to come back and Megan and I will keep it popping. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on BHL Next. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.